Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Wellness Wednesday on Girl Power Half Hour. I'm Annette Bingham and I've got Tasha Humphreys here. And we have got our Facebook page is growing leaps and bounds. Lessons are growing by leaps and bounds. So we are very, yeah, I know, we're very pleased that y'all are sharing the website and the Facebook page and uh, telling everybody about the show because uh, we enjoy doing it and we want everybody to listen. We think everybody ought to listen. Men, women, dogs, cats, doesn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we talk about them too. <laughs> and welcome back, Tasha. You were AWOL yesterday and you missed a great I was AWOL. show. Yes, I know. Um, what a great topic and a great speaker. Yes. She was such a pleasure to talk to. I really enjoyed it. And we will have her back on because she's still got tons of information. And um, we're going to carry over the burlesque theme tomorrow as we talk about burlesque some more. And, um, you know, maybe one or two of the the women that were really um, strong in burlesque and that we really know as burlesque performers and and what they brought to women. And I think it's going to be a good show, too. So, Tasha, what's our show today? Well, obviously, you know, it's Wellness Wednesday. Um, I want to jump in really quickly, though, and and remind you, um, all of you that are listening, if, if if you haven't already been tuned in to the fact that it's 9-11, obviously, we remember that as well. And and I just want to say that we're certainly mindful of all of those that lost loved ones on this day 12 years ago. And I certainly remember where I was when when uh, the Twin Towers went down. And, and that I'm sure you remember as well what you were doing yes, the day that that happened. And uh, I just want everyone to know that um, certainly like everyone else in the country, we have been thoughtful and mindful of that. And our hearts certainly go out to all of those uh, that have lost loved ones and, and those that were there um, to save those that they could and, and were affected by this. You know, all of the country was affected in one way or another, but certainly some people were affected much more deeply, and, and we certainly think of you today. Um, our show and can, today, I, can I can I wait just a yeah. minute? Can I just can I say something about this? Uh, I really do. feel like, yeah, today um, I've noticed, and it just dawned on me why my energy is so low today. Um, you know, there's a lot of sadness going around and a lot of that sadness may not be even your sadness necessarily, but you're picking up on the, you know, we talk about energy on Mm -hmm. Mindfulness Mondays a lot and you may be picking up on the the sadness or the thoughts and the everything empathically from everybody around you. So I'd really encourage everyone to, Make that switch in their thinking and and think of something positive. You know, think of being grateful and something positive in their life right now so that we can not be mired down in, you know, the sadness. As, you know, we can be very grateful and send our thoughts and prayers to those who are suffering right now. But um, we need to keep our energy up to be able to encourage those people. And if we don't, we can't encourage them. All yeah, right. and a great way to do that, I, I no, that's good, I agree. Um, actually, 
today at work, you know, this morning I found myself, I mean, granted, it didn't help that at work we were playing the most depressing music in the world, but um, I found myself very emotional just suddenly, and I, I, I knew immediately, okay, I'm picking up on the energy of the day, and because it is so intense and there are, because there are so many people affected that, you know, many people are feeling that. And, of course, if you're empathic at all, then you're picking that up. But I honestly sure. felt, you know, I was reading a lot of things that people were posting on Facebook in particular. And I think a really good way to switch your thinking, and it, that isn't to say that you shouldn't feel this. I mean, obviously we're all affected and you should right. have a moment of silence or a moment to reflect on what was happening in that day because it's just like any other tragedy or trauma you do want to face it. It is reality. But at the same time, it is important, like Annette said, to remember to be grateful and to think of, you know, anything positive and reflect in a way that's that's simply a reflection so that you don't get bogged down in what could easily become depression because it is such a heavy energy mm-hmm. for those of us that mm-hmm. are empathic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to really visualize yourself sending your your love and your, your positive energy out to those that really need it and just really visualize yourself doing that and sending that to those that really need it today that are really struggling with the loss um, that occurred in their lives 12 years ago. Um, right. So thank you for saying that. I totally agree with you there. Um, our show today is uh, actually we're going to, switch gears completely here. Um, yeah. <laughs> our show today is is uh, about sex, actually. Where our, our show is going to continue to cover sex until next Tuesday when we'll have another sex topic on Tuesday with Trisha Earle, who will be back with us next Tuesday to discuss something very interesting, which we will post on our Facebook page. I'm not going to tell you about it now, but um, it will certainly be a hot topic you'll want to be in on. Today, we're talking about six sex mistakes women make and why. I found this article on WebMD. Um, It's a women's health article. And it is written from a heterosexual perspective, so I don't want anyone to take offense out there that we're saying that all women are experiencing this in the way that I'm going to be reading it because the article itself is written from a heterosexual perspective. But the mistakes that they're discussing would apply to any situation. Um, It's just that the way that it's written and explained it's definitely from a heterosexual perspective, and that's what, what I'll be reading it from today, but certainly interject your your personal perspective or situation there. Feel free to do that. Um, I'm just going to start here with number one, and then we'll discuss this. The first mistake is not initiating sex with your partner. And let me explain that. Um, it goes into a little detail, and I'm going to quote here. Um, from one of the professors of psychology at Seattle Pacific University that they quoted, um, Les Perot. Most guys feel like they are always the initiator, and that sets up a disequilibrium on the passion scale in the relationship. Generally, men want to be pursued by their partners just as much as women do. I just, I uh, for some reason, I get this little uh, picture in my head of, do you remember the cartoon Pepe Le Pew? Oh, sure. Most definitely. <laughs> and how he was always <laughs> pursuing that poor cat. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of my picture I get in my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love Pepe. <laughs> but it's true. Guys, it you know, 
and it's it's the same with dating. You know, who is usually the one that is expected to ask? Because right, that's exactly. the way it's always been. And it's always been that the guy initiates sex with their partner. Right. Just, yeah, and you know, I know that in my personal... It is unfair. And, and and I said today, you know, when I was posting about this on Facebook, our particular show today, that I wanted men to tune in too because I want them to understand that our quote-unquote feminist show doesn't bash them. And in fact, this is this right here is trying to crash down those stereotypes that not only leave them, you know, negatively labeled, but also probably lacking in certain areas, specifically this one, where they wish things could be turned around. And that's honestly, it's the case I know in my personal relationship, you know, where I mean, there are times when it, it's very obvious that it's, he enjoys very much when I initiate sex. And because, obviously, if I, I enjoy him initiating it because it makes me feel sexy and attractive and desirable, well, then, of course, he's going to feel the same way when I initiate it because it gives him the right. same feelings. And so it certainly needs to be, I mean, you need to balance that out and make sure that that's happening on both ends. And um, I find a lot of times I hear women talk about how their partner or their boyfriend or their husband or whatever is not, you know, pursuing that. But if I were to flip the question and say, well, are you pursuing that? Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> you can't say, well, no, but, but I'm I mean. But supposed because, to, you know. Right. It's their job. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and, it, and it's honestly, it, it's not, you know, and it's very important that if you're wanting sex and you're missing sex, well, then initiate it. Now, if it's rejected, then then there's a conversation that needs to be had. Not necessarily that that's going to be a bad one or that it means anything in particular, but you want to open up the topic and then discuss why that's happening. But certainly if you're not even pursuing it or initiating, um, you're not doing your part either. So you can't really complain about your partner or your boyfriend or your husband not doing that uh, if you're not doing it either. Um, yeah, and, and sweet Dr. Ruth. I, I love Dr. Ruth. <laughs> You know, she's saying she's not saying that you know guys are more interested in sex anymore. She's saying that when there are women out there that are just as interested as men. So right. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. That's a very you know it's mis- it's still a misconceived notion because I still see those stupid comic strips. Everybody knows what I'm talking about with the woman saying I have a headache. Oh come on. I mean. I can tell you personally, I've outrun many a man, you know, that I, in terms of my sexual, you know, appetite, many women I know and I talk to have the same experience. It's by no means is that the truth. You know, certainly women are just as interested in sex as men are. And, in fact, I would even go so far as to say they think about it as often as men do. So well, actually, I think that's a social actually, if, construct. Actually, if there's, if there's any men out there listening and your partner says, I've got a headache, Please remind her that sex actually will headache. help her get rid of her headache. That's right. It also helps so, her get rid of menstrual cramps. Yeah. So just, you know, there. You can thank me later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And so let me move forward to sex mistake number two. Um, and some of the conversation here actually comes from Dr. Ruth on this specific, on this specific one. Number two is worrying about what you look like. And I know lots of women, including myself, have had this issue. Uh, If they don't currently have it, they've certainly had it in their lives at one point. Um, She says, Dr. Ruth, uh, you know, everyone knows 
who she is, I, I, I assume. Uh, she says specifically, don't think about the fat on your belly or the makeup on your face. Concentrate on the pleasure of the act. You must give yourself permission to have an orgasm. And then she goes on to say, men want their wives. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is uh, Les Perot says this. Men want their wives to abandon themselves in sex play, and that's not likely if she's anxious about her physical concerns. And that's very true. We know as women that if we're if our mind is elsewhere, if we're focused on something else, like how we look or what does he think about how I look or do I look fat or am I unattractive or, oh, my God, you know, if any of that's going on, we're not going to have an orgasm. More importantly, if we're not able to relax, it's not good for him either. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean mean that, you know, that your partner is not going to be able to orgasm. What that means is that it's not going to be the climactic experience for both of you that it could be if you would just let yourself go and not worry about those things. Yeah, it's it's about relaxing into the moment. And, uh, you know, but what if you're thinking, how do you get past that? I feel like I'm fat. What's he thinking about me? I'm fat. You just have to tell yourself to stop. I mean, honestly, I think the best thing that I've ever done is in the midst of sex, if that even comes up in my head for whatever reason or whatever thought that's somewhat distracting from what's happening, I just really tell myself, stop, just enjoy this. How does this feel? Focus on the feeling rather than, in other words, take yourself out of your head and and put yourself into your spiritual place, your soulful place, because that energy is there, and that's that's where you're at. You're in a whole different chakra. You're not. You don't need to be thinking about what you look like, or you know, any of those. Ne- none of that negative self-talk needs to be there anyway. But it certainly doesn't have any place in this because you're feeling. So just let yourself feel the touch and feel the, um, you know, whatever is is happening that's causing you to feel pleasure. Let yourself enjoy that and don't worry about anything else going on because I can tell you, your partner's not. I mean, certainly, if a man is, and again, this is from a heterosexual perspective, but if a man is in that position, he's not concerned. I mean, that's he's enjoying it. So give yourself permission to enjoy it too and just let yourself go and it'll be more enjoyable at that point for both of you. It's about mindfulness. Most definitely be in the moment. That's a great moment to be in. Don't take yourself out of that. Um, okay, sex mistake number three. And, and we can post this on the web, on the Facebook page so that you guys can go through it a little bit more, but in the interest of time, we'll move forward. Sex mistake number three, assuming sex is casual for a man. And I would even go so far as to say if we're talking about a different perspective for for anyone. So assuming sex is casual for your partner, but in this particular article, assuming sex is casual for a man. In other words, if you are assuming that it's not meaningful for your partner, in this case because he's a guy, that's a mistake to make because it's taking away from the experience for you and for him. So the Dr. Ruth says for some men sex is a very important act don't minimize it. And then the researcher we've been quoting, Les Perot, says numerous research studies make it very clear that the people who have the best quality and most frequent sex are married couples. 
that says a lot about the inadequacies of casual sex. In other words, casual sex doesn't really turn out to be all that great, and therefore men, just as women, tend to put more emphasis on monogamous sex rather than casual sex. It's interesting to me because I, I really would not have thought that. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I was totally stereotyping the guys on that one. And and that calls it out completely. In fact, it says, in a study being conducted by Fisher and her colleagues at the university students engaging in one-night stands, the numbers show that men are just as serious about sex and relationships as women. In fact, more than 50% of women and 52% of men who went into a one-night stand, according mm-hmm. to Fisher, reported that they did so hoping to create a longer relationship. One-third of them actually did so. Hmm. And she went on to say, never assume that a man is not romantic. Two huge mistakes in this culture are that women are not sexual and that men are not romantic. And so if we're going to say, hey, quit telling us that we're not sexual because we are, then we also have to say quit telling them that they're not romantic because they are. Right. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So if you want to do some more research on that one, by all means, look it up on our Facebook page. Go Power Half Hour. We'll have it up later, and then you can check that out. Sex mistake number four, believing he's always up for sex. I'm guilty of this one. (laughs) I'm guilty of this one. Just because he's a guy does not necessarily mean that he always wants to have sex. And Fisher says it comes as such a shock to women that they just don't believe it. They know themselves that they are not always interested in sex, but they still love the man. But when they discover he doesn't want to have sex, they think, he doesn't love me anymore. And that's not true. Mm. He just doesn't want to have sex. Yeah. We take it so personally. Oh, very personally. And we do so. We do that more so, see, with men because women have, have been, we've always heard, well, if she, she has a headache, she's not interested. So if a woman's not interested in sex, it doesn't. a man doesn't necessarily take that personal because of the way society has portrayed that. But because right. of the way society has, has portrayed men, we assume that all men think about is sex and all they want is sex. And it doesn't matter who offers them sex. They're going to go for it. And so if they don't want sex with me, that means they don't love me. They don't like me. I'm not attractive. I'm fat. I'm ugly. You're having sex with somebody else. We go through all these horrible scenarios. In fact, the other day I was watching The View, and I can't remember what episode it was, but I do know that um, they were discussing Whoopi Goldberg had put up a, uh, you know, one of those things where people go out on the street and they ask questions, and it was kind of an experiment. I don't remember who did it or anything like that, but I know that a man – and a woman both went out on the street separate times asking people if they wanted to have sex. And actually, when the woman went out and asked random men, there were honestly just as few men that that agreed to it and said yes as there were women. And in fact, the ones that agreed to it were were single, and the guys that were in relationships or married said, no, thank you, I have someone. And so it was something that when it got what most people think. <laughs> well, they didn't. No one knew that it was on camera. It was obviously a hidden, a hidden camera experiment. But the, you know, the truth of it is, like, it's just this assumption, and that's why they did it as a hidden camera. Obviously, these right. men had no idea that it was filmed, and the women had no idea that it was filmed. But it's that assumption that men, you know, men will sleep with anything that has 
that walks, you know, and that's not the case. That's another social construct that, you know, we've got to do away with because it, it just creates such an inequality with the sexes. So, Sex mistake. That's kind of scary to me that anybody would have said yes to a stranger on yeah, the street. Yeah, it was a little interesting. Yeah, it was a little yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's a little scary. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess adventurous maybe. I guess you could call that. <laughs> oh, Sex <laughs> mistake number five, not giving him guidance. I so agree with this. Um, and this, of course, could be you could insert your partner here, so not giving your partner guidance. I so agree with this because I, and I've written, you know this, uh, Annette, on my personal Facebook page, I've written a note about this, So, and I've, and mm-hmm. I've blogged as a guest blogger on fmx.com, and I have a blog on there about this as well. Here's the thing, people, ladies, whomever's listening. First of all, women really do need to know what feels good for them. I highly recommend masturbation. Because, A, that's how you know your body. And, B, that's how you know what you like. So that you can actually guide someone else to know what you like and to do what you like. Certainly with sex, you know, we go through different experiences and we learn what feels good and what doesn't. Do not be afraid to tell someone what you like and what you want because that's important. Not only is it important for you, but it's important for your partner because if they're not pleasing you, they don't feel good about it either. And if you're faking it, you're not doing yourself any favors or them because they think they're a sex god and you're not getting anything out of it because you're not actually orgasming. You're actually just getting an Academy Award for Best Actress. So try not to do but that. But you've, you've also you've got to be careful in how you say things, though. Well, you do. Very careful in the way that because it's a very sick <laughs> situation. And I don't mean that in a pun, but here's the thing. Here's what – let me read what Les Perot says. A woman must take – responsibility for her sexual encounter. This is actually from Dr. Ruth, sorry. No man can bring a woman to orgasm if she doesn't take responsibility for her sexual experience. Even the best lover can't know what she needs without her letting him know. Of course, interject your own situation there, but it's very true. And it says, and this is from Fisher, if you can tell them in a way that doesn't kill their ego, they will appreciate it. That's the part you have to be careful with. You cannot, you have to choose your words wisely, and you certainly cannot be critical. There's a difference in giving feedback and being critical, and you don't want to be critical during sex because obviously everyone is a very, it's very insecure in that arena, and it's very easy to bruise an ego in that moment. And because of, the way our society has brought up men and women and, uh, you know, sure. even if you say in a very gentle, sweet, nice way, they could still mm-hmm. take it wrong. So you've got to really, it's, it's a learning experience. And I've personally had this experience with my partner because he happens to be quite a bit older than I am and as such assumes that he is, all-knowing, all-seeing in the area of sex because he has so many years' experience over me. But here's what I tell him, and here's what I suggest that you discuss with your partner, regardless of their age, regardless of your age, in regard to what he might like or she, depending on the situation. It doesn't really matter 
how you were able to perform with your last partner because everyone is different. So it doesn't matter if she liked it the way you did it. What matters is I don't or I do, and I'm a different person, so this doesn't work for me, this does work for me, you know, touch me here, don't touch me there, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Make it a fun game, explore things. I mean, really, just do some exploration and make it fun. Um, It sometimes does take a conversation to let someone know that, hey, I need you to be open to learning about me because I don't want you to take this personally. I'm not by any means saying that you're a bad lover. That's not it at all. It's that I want this to be the most, you know, awesome experience for both of us. And, I mean, it's only going to get better if you start to learn more and more about your partner and what they like and what they don't like because then you can focus on the stuff they do like rather than the stuff they don't. Right. And the last mistake that women make, getting upset when he suggests something new. Again, interject your particular situation there. Um, This one, I think, is, is something that we all have struggled with at one point in our lives. And I'm just going to read this directly. After a couple has been together for a while, it's natural to want to spice things up with a little variety. Just because your man wants to try something new doesn't mean he's unhappy with you or your sex life. And, you know, that's the, that's the truth because obviously, like we just stated, if you're going to let someone know, hey, I don't like this, what, what you're doing, that doesn't mean that you don't like them or that you're unhappy with right. them. It just means, hey, I just, this isn't really working for me. Let's do something else. Same here. If they're just offering something new and, and something that might be kind of fun and to keep things spiced up, then it's, it's something to at least take into account. However, it says, still it's important that you tune into your comfort zone. And Les goes on to say, nobody should ever feel obligated to do something they don't want to do in the personal and intimate area of sexuality. If your man asks you about trying something that's outside of your morals, make it clear that it's off limits for you and explain why. Of course, do this in a loving way as best you can. If it is something that is not really a moral issue but you still don't want to do it, again, just explain why. If it is simply startling, request a startling request Then, and you're initially uneasy about it, try not to overreact. Just let him know you need some time to think about it. And the only situation that I have to share in this particular area that, that was ever a case like that for me was, you know, a, a years ago when I was in a relationship that wasn't really very serious, it was brought up, you know, the possibility of doing a threesome. That was always out of, no way. <laughs> like, that was always <laughs> out of my ballpark. Because personally for me, I have to be the star of the show, and I don't want any, uh, I don't want any cast members other than, the, than us two, the starring actors and the starring actor and actress. I don't need any co-stars. That's just not my thing. I'm not judging anybody out there that's into it. I'm just saying, not my thing. So I made that clear right away, you know. And I, we weren't in a serious situation, so it was not a big deal. But I can see how if, you know, you were in a, a monogamous relationship, had been for a very long amount of time, and your husband or your boyfriend or your partner offered up the idea of bringing another person into your bedroom. I can see how that might be upsetting. And, and not only would you initially, uh, if, if, if you were like me, not only would you initially have an issue with it, but you might even go so far as to think, so you want somebody else. You know, right. I could see how you might take right. that one personally and really potentially overreact. 
and certainly safe. And, and yeah, and a lot of these conversations need to be done outside of the bedroom, not right, most in the bed, because that kills everything. I mean, right, agreed. You know, you you need to have it at a place that you can talk about it without being so invested in the moment. So, right, and because you know, when you do that in the moment, in that sexual moment. We all know that sexual frustration is, uh, if you're going to speak from a sexually frustrated place, that is not a good place to speak from. So in other words, if you end up destroying the mood because of something you say that should have been a conversation you had outside the bedroom, then you're both going to be sexually frustrated, and I guarantee you the things that you say after that are not going to be pretty because that's that's not a pretty place uh, to speak no. from. So it's important to just have that conversation elsewhere. If you make the mistake of doing that, trust me, you'll know what I'm saying, and uh, you'll want to just masturbate and and let that one go because that's not a good fight to have. It doesn't it doesn't go anywhere good. In there, in that. All right. So we have our six mistakes. Those so homework is to. Figure out if you're making any of those mistakes and then correct them. <laughs> yes. And certainly and just be mindful of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, and that and I'm saying this, I know we have thirty seven seconds and counting, but I'm just gonna put this out there really quickly. Sex is a conversation you need to have with your partner. Good God, they're your partner. So open that that topic up for conversation, by all means. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, tomorrow we are talking about burlesque women, who they are and how they started, and it'll be fun. And then join our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour, and like it. Just give us any input you can possibly give us. We would love to hear from you, and we will talk with you tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.